Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. (laughs) How many like to be pruned? There are no hands in this room. I'm going to ask you again. How many want to be pruned? Because guess what? Jesus prunes those that he loves. So, (laughs) third time, you know, Peter denied Jesus three times. (laughs) So, how many are ready to be pruned by Jesus? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some lovers of Jesus. So, back in July, this pruning was starting in my life, and Um, I'm going to talk really fast because Lana from Life Impact gave me the pattern, and I know that I can be like a fire hose, and y'all will get it. And so he started back in July. It was the first of July, and it's so silly because, you know, he'll use anything to speak to us. He will use a tube of bright pink lipstick. I'm just saying. And so I bought this bright pink uh, lipstick because it was really, really fun. And it was bright, and it was summer, and it was my anniversary. Marriage tip, ladies, find out what your husband likes, and then just go for it. Just go for it. And he likes likes it when I get all dolled up. And and so I bought this bright pink lipstick. And so I put a little bit on because it was a little bit intimidating. All right, any of you women understand that? It's like, whoo, wow, that is too much. By the way, the title of the message today is What's Too Much? All right? All right, so I'm driving down the road. So I, I realized I'm driving down the road, and I started putting my lipstick on. I was actually on my way here, and um, it was one morning. It was July 7th, actually. I'd been wearing this lipstick just a little bit. I'd wear it around him, but it's like, oh, that's too much for, in, for any place else, so I'm not going to do that. So I pull out my lipstick, and I'm on my way here, and I put that on, and Jesus began to talk to me in my car. Yes, Jesus talks to us through his word and through uh, intimate relationship, all right? And so I'm putting my lipstick on, and I hear these words, and it's so sweet. He says, that's so beautiful on you. And I was like, what? Now, y'all look at me like I'm kind of silly, but I'm just telling you, that's what he told me. And so the Holy Spirit began to fill my car. And he began to talk to me about what I think's too much. I thought that pink lipstick was too much. But he says, that's so beautiful. And so then my journey started. It's like, well, ask him the question. And so he begins to ask me the question. Well, have you asked what's too much? What do you think is too much? So I'm going to pass the conversation along because I want to share in the pruning. (laughs) So what's too much? What I think is too much and what Jesus thinks is too much, they are two totally different things. And he prunes those that he loves because, see, we get this religious mindset. I love you. (laughs) Hang on. We get this religious mindset that we can just get by. All right? It's a get-by mindset that I don't have to do all that. That's a little over the top. That's a little much. All right? And so he's asking me these questions. He's like, well, I don't know, Jesus, what's too much. 
And so he begins to talk to me and take me on this journey. And so note-takers uh, uh, note are world changers, and we don't have sermon notes in the worship guide, and we don't have version notes. And so guess what? Y'all are going to have to take notes today. So get out your Bible and turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 26, verse 6 through 13. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. While you're turning there, remember I said pruning is love. <laughs> and so there's this mindset that I can just come to church on Sunday. Check. I can just pick up my Bible every now and then through the week, and I can just throw a prayer on the wall. Check. So we can show up at church or we can be the church. Being the church to some is too much and over the top. Praying every day. Are you kidding me? The Rhodes Church is open for prayer every single day? That's a little too much. I don't have to do all that because I got my salvation ticket. Pruning is love. And so every day... We don't have to, but we get to. We get to spend. Well, why do I have to go to the church? You get to. We get to. We get to bring sacrifices. Come on, guys. The Western church has a get-by mindset. I love you. Jesus is pruning me. And so I know that if he's pruning me, he wants to prune you because he loves, he loves the church. Worship, we'll sing that song, but I don't know about raising my hands and dancing and shouting and being all crazy and undignified. That might be a little too much. Have you ever felt that way? I have. Come on, I'm going to raise my hands. I have felt that way. I... Come on, I'm going to open up this altar. I know some of y'all have felt that way. <laughs> All right, it's really quiet. Pruning is love. Matthew 26, 6 through 13, the Passion Translation. There's a reason I'm reading in the Passion Translation. Then Jesus went to Bethany to the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. A woman came into the house holding an alabaster flax filled with expensive fragrant oil. She came right to Jesus, and in a lavish gesture of devotion, she poured out the costly oil, and it cascaded over his head as he was at the table. This is why I want you to pay attention to. When the disciples saw this, they were what? They were what? They were what? Have you ever been offended by someone else's lavish devotion on Jesus? When the disciples saw this, they were offended. What a total waste, they grumbled. Are you kidding me? Such a waste. We could have sold it for a great deal of money and given it to the poor. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, why are you so critical of this woman? Why are you so critical? She's done a beautiful act of kindness. You will always have someone poor whom you can help. 
but you will not always have me. When she poured that fragrant oil over me, she was preparing my body for burial. I promise you, and when Jesus promises, it is a promise. I promise you when this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will also be mentioned in memory of her. The disciples were offended. The Bible says it is impossible. It is impossible what? For offense not to come. Offense is coming. You may be hearing within the sound of my voice and you are offended. You are offended at Jesus. You're offended maybe at your spouse. You may be offended at someone in this room. You may be offended at family members. He wants to expose offense because offense causes offense between you and God. Offense causes division. Their perception was what what she did was totally wasteful. But Jesus thought it was beautiful. So extravagance cost Mary of Bethany everything. It cost her a year's wages. So if it cost her something, will extravagance not cost us something as well? He wants something from us that will cost us something. Not what we do for him, but how we minister to him. And some may say, well, that's really great, but that was Mary of Bethany, and I am not Mary of Bethany. And that was in the Bible, and it's not for today. Well, I want to read you a quick story from Dutch Sheets. He's an intercessor. Um, It's out of his uh, intercessory prayer book. He went to, Dutch went to pray for someone very ill. He did not know that she was comatose with a trach in her throat, a feeding tube in her stomach, and she had been in that condition for a year and a half. The family didn't tell him the whole story because they didn't think that he would go pray for her. Now think about that. The doctors gave the lady no hope for living. If she survived, she would be a vegetable. And here's what Dutch said. Have you ever stood beside someone in this kind of condition and asked God for a miracle? To stand beside death and ask for life can be intimidating. It can also teach us a lot about life, about death, about ourselves, and about our God. Especially when we stand beside the same person 60 to 70 times for an hour or more each time throughout the course of a year. Dutch said it didn't work out as he expected. He expected the Lord to heal the young lady through prayers in a dramatic, easy, quick way. (laughs) After all, that's how it happened with Jesus. So listen to what he says. Isn't that the way we are sometimes? We pray and we're all in. And then we want it quickly, the microwave mindset and mentality. And when it doesn't happen, oh, it must not have been God's will. Pruning is love, I'm telling you. I'm on that wheel, that pruning. Here's what Dutch says next. I didn't, now Dutch, this is what he's, his real transparent moment. I didn't expect to invest three to four hours of my life each week for one year, including the travel time. I did not expect humiliation and insults from the staff of the nursing home where she stayed. I didn't expect to cry so much. I didn't expect to be so bold at times. I didn't expect to be so intimidated at times. I didn't expect it to take so long. I didn't expect to learn so much. But, 
God restored the woman. He said he heals her brain, the outer layer of which the doctors said had totally been destroyed by a virus. Every part that had been covered infection. No hope. It made the front page of their local newspaper. Woman awake, alive, healthy after two years in coma. That was the headlines in the local newspaper. Dutch says, we don't wait well. We're into microwaving. God, on the other hand, is usually into marinating. Mic drop. Pruning is love. So I share this story because to some that would be too much. That would be too much. I don't want to invest all that. Do I have to do all that? It's that get away with, get by mindset. And so then you may say, well, that was Mary of Bethany. That was Dutch Sheets. God has called him to be an intercessor. (laughs) All right, so we'll go one more layer. I listened to Todd Howard's testimony yesterday from Encounter. God came to him in a dream. If you haven't watched the Encounter playlist on our YouTube channel, on our website, I encourage everyone to go listen to the playlist this week. Because it will stir your faith that Jesus is meeting people in the water. And come out to Eagle Prayer tomorrow night at our North City campus at 6 o'clock. We're going to pray. And we're going to pray and pray. For him to show up. He's here. But we want more. So Todd Howard, the Lord woke him up in a dream at 2.30 in the morning. (laughs) Woke him up, told him to get out of bed and come to uh, meet Jesus in the water. Jessica says, I don't even think anybody will be here. He says, I'm going. He met Jesus in the water. He had been having suicidal thoughts. got up and came 2.30 in the morning and he met Jesus in the water. Some might say, that is too much. Tell Todd Howard. Tell Todd Howard that. Tell Tina that (laughs) I was there when Tate, she dunked him, man. (laughs) He did not want to go down. Jesus met him in the water. Tell Stephen Melody Nelson you were here last week, you saw their video. He waited eight hours, they did, and he does not like to wait. Tell them that that was too much. It's really quiet in here, but I feel the conviction of Holy Spirit that he's challenging us in this hour, that we have to break off that get-by mindset. That it's not that we have to, but we get to. Because Jesus gave his very best for us. So I want us to take a minute now and just say, Jesus, what's too much? Holy Spirit, what's too much? Now, if you will listen, 
He'll begin to speak to your heart. Reminds me of the time that after God saved me, amen, uh, a young uh, 20-year-old uh, young man who was thought he knew the way and didn't, didn't, and God called me out. That's a whole other story. But this one instance, uh, I was in, went to a conference, amen, when you're talking about what's too much, and it, it was uh, Kenneth Copeland was the main speaker, and we went into the Lake of the Ozarks, and, and I... And desperately, you got to know me, I'm, I'm newly saved, just filled with the Spirit. I'm desperately trying to hear the voice of God. And, and I'm listening to his, it's like my ears pinned, you know. So I walk in that thing and I hear the Lord say in the lobby, he says, I want you to sing, I've got peace like a river. Now I thought in my natural mind that everybody there was going to the conference. This was just the lobby. People were just checking in the motel. You know, they were sitting around in chairs, you know, talking. Some of them drinking their cocktails and all that stuff, you know. So I just started singing. I got peace like a river. I've got and joy Lewis's like voice a carries if you all don't know. <laughs> yeah, not Mona, but my wife then said, "I heard this noise in the bathroom." And I said, "What is my husband doing?" So. <laughs> So, but sometimes God wants to take us, amen, and put us in positions where we can do things above, amen, the call of duty, so to speak, amen, that we're willing to step out in faith. I want us to quickly turn to the book of Acts 2. The book of Acts 2, please hold that for just a moment, dear. Yeah. I've only done a good job here. I want to uh, lay out some word for you here that's uh, uh, just a moment. <clears throat> God was always, uh, he still does that to me a lot. One day some guy said, hey, we're going to go down to prison do an evangelistic outreach. And I said, oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't feel called to any of that. You know, I'm not going to do that and all that stuff. And, uh, and then... Uh, <clears throat> They went out, and there was about 40 guys saved in the prison. And they'd done a Bible study, and they, they come to me and said, hey, would you come down to the prison and do a Bible study? Just, just do a Bible study with these guys. And I said, well, I'll come one time, but I don't feel called to prison ministry. <laughs> so, so every short, long, short story, or long, long story short, is every Wednesday night for six years, I went down there and done a Bible study, amen, and, and the Holy Ghost stretched me, amen, stretched me, okay, yeah. I've got this on the iPad, but I like to open the Bible, okay. So in Acts, amen, the second chapter, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Miracle number one, they all showed up. Any conviction in the house, amen. <laughs> amen. We're going to have a Holy Ghost meeting, and they all showed up, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. God was getting ready to stretch them, and something in them obeyed the voice of God. They all showed up, hallelujah. And suddenly, 
there came a sound, amen? They were all in one accord, amen? There was a sudden moment. Oh, I want to tell you something. I keep seeing sudden moments coming to you all, to this church. This morning I wrote a note that supernatural visions and dreams are coming, amen, coming to you, coming to you if you're willing, if we are willing to step out in faith, amen, and, and reach out to the Holy One who's called us and believe in faith that it's going to happen, I believe God wants to do that. Not, not for you only, but for the lost and dying out there, okay? Megan, I almost used you again this morning. You'll know what that means, don't you? Okay. Okay. All right. So sudden moments, amen. And then the sound from heaven, hallelujah. Those awakening sounds. I want you to, I'm trying to get this in context for you this morning so that you can see that God wants to disrupt you, amen, with those sudden moments. He wants to awaken you with unusual sounds and circumstances in our life, amen. And it was as a rushing mighty wind, the Bible says, a rushing mighty wind. And it's, what's that remind you of? Amen. It's in Exodus 14, 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. Amen. See, God wants you to reach out. He wants me and you. Amen. To take those unusual moments, those too much moments, yeah, yeah. and step out in faith. Amen. What seems over the top, you see. Amen. You know, I, I pastored for a little while. I don't know if you know that, about five years. and Led worship in, in the church for like 25 years or something like that. And when I come here, I was done with that. And God's <laughs> how'd that work out for you, babe? <laughs> so God, God will a, a time push you out of your box. Did you ever notice that? You know, we have this little box we like to stay in. You know, and through a series of things, He just He just sets you up. Amen. He is so neat. He He likes to set you up, don't He? I mean, set me up to the prison, didn't He? All right, and He set He's He set me up because. Uh, you know, all this is going on. We got the, the baptism. coming. set us up today, yeah. and I told Jesus, I said, Jesus, I really don't want to speak on November 6th. I said, do you not know that it's the Sunday before encounter? <laughs> that encounter is coming? <clears throat> and you know what he told me? He says, I know that. I know that. I've set you up because <laughs> you're going to know that it's all me and none of you. He will set us up, friends. <laughs> So here's Moses at the Red Sea, amen, another wall, amen, can't go anywhere, must have God, amen. God wants, can you imagine that, that God wants to put you in moments where you can't do it? Yeah, yeah. It has to be him yeah, yeah. where you are up against a wall and absolutely no way out, and if he doesn't split that wall, it's not going to get split. You know, in India, we run, this, run into this quite frequently, and God just brings us to the point where it's got to be him yeah, yeah. or nothing else. You know, I would rather not get sick, but one time I was sick on the, on the mission field, bad sick, got food poisoning. 
It's bad. I mean, it's bad. That's Mona. It's it was bad, bad all night long. <laughs> really <It's> bad. bad. <laughs> and guess what God done the next morning? At 4 a.m., the time we always get up, 4, 4.30, because I'd been up all night, and I'm, I'm say, I'm started, I started to say out of my mouth to Mona, you know, I better just stay in today, and out of my mouth comes this word, God wants me to preach today. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I just said that? <laughs> I'm weak, Lord. <laughs> Can't eat nothing. Threw up all night, both ends. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> poor Jessica was with us, that poor thing. I feel, I feel sorry for her. Okay. So anyway, God wants to put us in those moments, all right? When and verse two it says here, I, I gotta get on through this. Amen. Oh yeah, I do I gotta hurry. Okay. It says they had all filled, and they began to speak in uh, tongues as the Spirit gave them entrance. So we see there is this manifestation, amen, begin to happen. They're speaking in tongues, amen. It's a messy situation. Look at this. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, devout men from every nation. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were what? Say it. Confused. I thought God wasn't the author of confusion, amen. He's not. He wasn't the one confused. They were confused, Amen. <laughs> God knew exactly what he was doing, amen. But confusion can be in the midst, amen, of a move of God, amen. Because why? Because we don't understand. God says what? And this is so hard for us, amen. Lean not to your own understanding, amen. That's in the Bible, amen. We're searching after God. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will what? Say it, direct my past, amen, amen. But our understanding gets in the way, amen. They're beginning to speak in tongues here and there's some confusion around and, and there's noise, amen. And so they say, and everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were amazed and marveled, amen, amen. Amazed and marveled. The first thing I didn't tell you was this word confusion, amen. I want to go back to that. It's a Greek word, amen. It says to baffle, Confuse, stir up, <laughs> this is so funny, cause trouble, confound it, and to be bewildered. So this is the group, folks, amen. God begins to move, and they're bewildered, confounded, amen. There's trouble, there's causing trouble, amen, baffled. And then the word amazed here means, uh, means to astound in the Greek. Uh, it means out of one's senses. You say, that is too much. I believe God gave me my good senses. I do too. But sometimes it can get in the way. Amen. We want to yeah. understand. Come on. God, yeah. what does that look like? That's, that speaking in tongues. What is the miracle? How's the miracle going to happen, Lord? I want to do miracles, Lord. I want to speak through the people. I want to give visions and dreams. Well, well how's that going to happen, God? He won't tell you. He'll just happen. Amen. It says on down, he said in verse 7 that they marveled. They were filled with surprise and wonder and amazed curiosity. All this stuff's going on, folks. Confusion, marveling, amazement. Amen. Then another place, verse 12, they were perplexed, which implies Worry or uncertainty. I, 
thought I wasn't supposed. You're not supposed to worry. He didn't want them perplexed. Amen. God's not the author of it, but I'm just telling you what's going on. Yeah, yeah. In this kind of an atmosphere, when God's moving, amen, you may see some of that, okay? Something that, you know, it's like, God, why water? What is that? I mean, oh. Pastor Todd gets this all the time. Amen. Why water? Why do you want to meet people in the water? I don't know. Todd don't know. None of us know, but he does. Yeah, come on. Yeah, he yeah. meets people in the water. Yes. You know, you can't tie the hands of God and say you can't do something. He can do anything he wants to. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> and God's meeting us, meeting people in the water and doing the work. This, this little guy, this tears me up every time I see this video. Amen. I mean, he's, he's been touched by God. Yeah, come on. Now, he's still, there's still some some ways to go, but he, he has had a radical change in his life. Amen. Something else was going on. In verse 13, there was mocking. Amen. And then in verse 14, I like this. It says, but Peter, he stood up. And I wrote my little notes here, but Chad stood up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you've seen it happen here, you know. You probably saw, you've probably How many was here, you know, when Mona threw up the papers? Amen. You know, what you don't know is the backstory to that, amen, that we got testimony, several testimonies of people's lives were changed just because of that moment. Now, you see, everybody can't come to church and throw the books up in the paper. Well, I guess it wouldn't hurt anything, but amen. But it's hearing the Spirit of the Lord doing the right thing at the right time, right. Yeah, being yeah. led about what is in the moment, Amen. Pastor Chad does a good job of that. I've never seen anybody. I love to hear that guy talk about stuff like that. He, he has this calmness in his voice. Amen. And he has full of the word. So I honor him for that. And then they say in verse 15 that this is so crazy that they had to say, no, these people are not drunk, as you suppose. Amen. I know it looks like it. Amen. But they're not. Amen. They hadn't been drinking new wine, none of that stuff. Amen. 19. They saw and heard, verse 19, and were drawn to Jesus. Okay. Something in the midst of this messy situation now. Amen. All this going on. You see, how many of you worry? How many of you ever come to church and said, Lord, just don't let something kind of weird happen today? Okay. I've got guests here today. You don't know, you know. Do you think the apostles said that? Here, they were in there. We don't know what's going to happen, Lord, but don't let it be weird, man. These people outside, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> the Bible says in the middle of that, they were drawn. People were drawn. On, yeah, amen. Yeah. <clears throat> and verse 47 says this. Amen. Verse 47. In that chapter. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Is this too much, folks? Is it too much? This is just one example. We go all through the Word of God and speak example after example of over-the-top experiences. The point is we want to see people come to Christ changed by the power of God. 
Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.